You're listening to Felony Podcast with your host, Dave Dahl, on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. My name is Mark Grimes, co-founder of Startup Radio Network. Also with us in the studio, Dave's partner in crime, Lad Justison. And here's a man with a plan, leader of the band, buff and tanned, Dave, the killer bread man, doll. Uh, thank you so much, Bob. Uh, thanks for calling it like you see it, buddy. <laughs> thanks, for jo- thanks for joining us this and every week on the Felony Inc. podcast, folks. I am Dave Dahl, and join us every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time at StartupRadioNetwork.com. And catch previous episodes on any podcast app. I created Dave's Killer Bread, and on Felony Inc., we share inspiring stories that prove that your past doesn't dictate your future. By practicing certain principles and working very hard, you can transform your life. Our guests prove this again and again. As usual, joining me here in the studio is the master of mediocrity, my good old prison pal, Lad Justison. Wow. What's up, buddy? What an introduction. So, hey, look, we got some cool things jumping off here. You know, first of all, we got the Dante's thing going on on the 17th. Uh, it's not Dante's. Or, excuse me, I always say Dante's, but it's Darcell's. Yeah. Your place of uh, habitant. So, anyway, that's on the 17th. Come see us. We're raising some money for a really cool place called I Will. And then, second of all... I Will is a storytelling... Uh, it's, it's an organization that teaches folks how to tell their stories and the value and meaning of their stories and, and how to make their stories better. And to make their stories powerful. Right. Yeah. Their stories are powerful. They just need to recognize that. That's right. Even your story. And then, of course, Dave, we have the good folks uh, in here today uh, filming us because we are doing a documentary on you. Who's, we? We. I am. Are you, That's are me. I, I organized this. Are I got joining, it going. <laughs> are you joining up with them? They are uh, doing. Hey, you guys, is it okay for Lad to uh, be one of the producers in your documentary? I am. Yeah. Anyway, we do have folks getting ready to do a documentary or uh, putting together uh, a, you know, a teaser, I guess you would call it, to sell to the networks. Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be funny today because they got the cameras on you, Dave, and uh, you're going to have to hold in your gut for like an hour. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? I'm sucking it in right I now. I don't think you can do it. I'm, I'm holding it. <laughs> oh, no. It might make me um, want to pass some gas, so be ready for that. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, anyway, owning up for my past mistakes and being willing to work harder than anyone else have been essential to my own triumphs. You know that, lad? It's true. And if you're not passionate and willing to work hard, you might as well have winning the lottery as your life plan. You know that? I got it. That's how good your odds are. Positive change isn't easy. Transformation is a motherfucker. Mofo. So, we're going to keep going here. (laughs) Um... Today's guest is Jeff Mould. 
Um, you know, you are the founder of Second Chance Jobs for Felons, right? I am, yes, yes. And that is a workforce inclusion solutions program empowering businesses to effectively hire overlooked skilled employees with a focus on hiring returned citizens. Jeff, is that uh, is that you know pretty accurate or what? That that's that's a uh, that's a perfect summary, Dave. Yeah, well, I think we took it right off your uh, off your website <laughs> materials. <laughs> that's how we roll. Well, that, that all came together right before we went on the air, and uh, so we're we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, and we're actually, lads' pants are off. Put your pants back on, lad. Well, we're on camera today. <laughs> okay. What the hell? What would you do? Well, that's the ultimate. If you take your pants off on camera. Yeah. Okay, we've had enough of your, of your mouth. Now, so this is exactly uh, the kind of thing that is world-changing, you know. It's something that you haven't, you yourself didn't do time, did you, Jeff? No, I did not. I did not. I just, I, I was, uh, I served probation for... Uh, one year and um, did my supervised probation. But, you know, in that time period, uh, you know, I heard and saw firsthand, uh, you know, a lot of the, the struggles and, and the um, the lack of resources and, and employment, you know, from the one side and then, you know, a push from the other side that, hey, you need a job. And, uh, you know, people legitimately trying to find jobs, but just no employers hiring so um you know as i sat there in in a probation office i you know i I listened and and you know it really drove me that there's got to be a better solution to this absolutely do you um were you convicted of a felony or what what i was yes okay so you Uh, do know you do know about that part Oh, yes, yes. And so just because you didn't do time doesn't mean you don't know what it's like to be a felon, basically a returned citizen and trying to get a job. Yeah. So uh, give us a little bit of background, if you would, please. I I don't really have much at all on you, my friend. Uh, Well, I hope you're my friend. We'll see after the show. (laughs) You still like me? I don't like you. (laughs) Well, I don't really care if you're my friend. (laughs) <laughs> I've known you forever. You, I can take and leave you anytime. So uh, now let me ask you: Where did it all begin for you? What kind of childhood did you did you have coming up? So, you know, I, I grew up in in a great home. Um, you know, two great parents. Um, you know, and went to private school my entire life, and and that might have been where it went down right there. But I um, mean, yeah, that's a whole other story. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh you know i, I got a, i went to college and and uh i did not graduate from college um but after did lad. I, <laughs> in fact lad never thought about graduating from college go ahead <laughs> well i'm back i'm back in now actually oh, <laughs> one semester to go so <laughs> 25 years later <laughs> um but uh after about five years of, of college and uh you know i i had uh partaken in, in a little bit too much partying and uh the, the grades slipped and everything slipped and it was time to to you know to to give up on it so uh i went out and i got the luck of the draw i ended up in a, in a good job working for the government doing a government contractor doing computer work and uh, you know, really built myself up from there, um, 
and I burned out. I, after about 10 years, I just, I completely burned out and I went into, I started my own computer consulting business and I got mixed up with uh, a guy and, uh, you know, I completely knew what he was doing and he was, you know, he was using the business um, to launder money uh, via credit cards. <laughs> And, and I was letting him use the business to to uh, to launder the money with the, with the credit cards. Uh, and ended up getting caught uh, after a, a significant amount had been laundered. And um, my parents actually stepped in and, and helped me a lot legal financially from a legal perspective uh, and, and got very lucky in terms of... Uh, of the sentence and I served uh, the one year of probate got off with just a uh, one year of probation actually it was about a year and a half of probation um, you know but I, I've since that time you know I, I've walked walked out and you know, everywhere I look and that's been 12 years now 13 years now since that happened um, you know and, and I still feel the repercussions uh, you know if, if I go to my daughter's school and you know I, I have to fill out something and they ask you know have you ever been convicted of a felony uh, you know it, it's the simplest things in life and it just comes back to to get you uh, you know so serving that probation like we were talking about earlier it really really dawned on me and, and really struck me as the struggles I'd never really thought about it prior to that yeah, that's the way. Yeah, life is life is backwards like that. You don't think about that stuff till it's too late. You know, that's kind of the way things work. It's too late, but then it, you you have to develop a uh, a mindset for um, you know being open to making mistakes and learning from them. Correct. That's a, that's a hundred percent right. And and you know, I, I see it day in and day out. And you, you hit the nail on the head, and it's really um, kind of want. You've got to want to make a difference. You know, I will always check the, <clears throat> have you ever been convicted of a felony? Um, you know, and I, I will always own up to my mistakes. Yeah, um, that's the beginning. Know, but, and I think that's, and I think that's, that's critical in, well, in, any, to, in anything. Yeah, you have to start uh, where you are. Um, you know, if you start with lying and, you know, having, covering it up and all that stuff, you just, you know, it, it's, Having to carry around lies and pretend you're something you're not is the worst thing in the world. I did it for too many years. And uh, I'm so happy now that I am just who I am. But, it, it, you know, that was a tough lesson for me to learn. It didn't happen for me till I was 38 years old. And it just dawned on me eventually that I'm just going to be who I am and work from there. And um, people can take me or leave me, but I'm going to kick some ass and, you know. I did so. I've seen a lot of other people do the same. It was all all fine and dandy when the when the money was coming into my bank account and uh, you know and, and and life was great, uh, it, you know. But uh, the the minute the minute that knock on the door hit, right. uh, you know, a sudden realization. Well, we get that know, instant gratification from criminal behavior, and it's hard to change that that mindset to find humility and acceptance and uh, be able to you know, uh, take your time and and get things the hard way, the harder way, which is much more rewarding. Um, what made you an entrepreneur? How'd you get into the entrepreneur uh, mindset on this? The, the entrepreneur uh, 
I, I'd always had a drive to, to do something of my own, even before I was arrested and convicted. Uh, you know, but I never really had the, the guts to do it per se. Um, and to do it right. Um, and really seeing there it was twofold. First off is, is seeing a need for it. I had a technology background, um, you know, and sitting every week and I would sit in the, the, the parole probation office for, for two hours, you know, waiting my turn and, and hear stories and see, you know, see people and see, you know, the struggles that they were facing. And, you know, that I, I would sit there and think that there's got to be a better solution to this, to this process. And, and the second part of it was, it was kind of by default. Um, you know, I, I was serving probation and I, I didn't want to, you know, I, I couldn't find a great job. I could not find a decent job. Uh, you know, it was very difficult. I was in Florida. I had no friends or family that were in the general vicinity. Uh, so I really struggled from an employment perspective. So I, w- I was almost forced to, to, to do something of my own. If I, you know, if I wanted to change my life, I had to, I had to take my life in my own hands and, you know, I was, I was going to be the driver of my destiny in, in that aspect. Mm. Uh, you know, so, so the entrepreneur side of it really came by default. And, uh, you know, when I first started the second chance jobs uh, initiative, it, it, um, it, it, it took off faster than, than I ever imagined it would. Uh, I got, uh, the business idea itself was selected as part of a program out of the city of Philadelphia mayor's office. Uh, you know, and it really, it really kind of caught me off guard in that aspect of, of how much of a need there is for this. So yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it? I've really, really uh, devoted, devoted my life to it. And, you know, now it's, you know, at first it was kind of, you know, it was kind of, I'll start something and, and make good money. And now it's like, you know, yeah, the money's nice, but the, the, I don't care about the money. This is, you know, I hear the stories and, and, you know, it really drives you to, to help people. I hear the success stories and I hear the, you know, the people struggling and, um, it, it's, it's tough keeping up with, uh, with, with the, the people struggling. So you, um, how did this come about where you started bringing people in and, and, you know, being able to use your model that you use for yourself, uh, for others? Well, we don't do we don't do any in person. So our our services are delivered entirely through the Second Chance Jobs for Felons dot com website. Okay. Uh, and the initial business model was going to be a uh, a job board uh, similar to other online job boards, but specifically for uh, returning citizens. And the job the the initial model was that we would go out and we would get employers and the employers would pay to post uh, jobs on the site for uh, returning citizens. And uh, as you can probably imagine, that's a that's a tough sales pitch to make to an employer, uh, you know, to cold call an employer. Yeah. Oh, on. yeah. Why do they want, why would they want to hire those guys when they got other people to choose from? Right. Or you Ex- know. Exactly. Exactly. But, but uh, you know, the thing that. I'm wondering if if you guys caught onto this and started using this as part of your sales pitch. And you know what I always used as my um, sales pitch in the sense of this is, um, you know, I personally was a go-getter empl- uh, employee. You know, somebody was, 
I got out and I, you couldn't beat me. You know, I would, I would, will, I was willing to work for nothing. You know what I mean? I, I made 12 bucks an hour and I worked 80 hours and got paid for 40, you know? And, uh, I mean, that's how motivated I was to, to kick ass when I got out. That's just, you know, and that was after four trips to prison. The first three didn't teach me that. The fourth one did. Um, and you know, once I saw that in myself, I, and I, I had success with my product, I had, we had to hire folks and why not hire people who were motivated, whether they were ex-felons or not. And, you know, finding the right people was what it was about rather than going, well, uh, we, we're not going to look at these guys because, you know, they've been convicted of a felony Well, we're, you know, when you do that, you you skip out or you, you lose out on a great source of good people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we tell, you know, we tell every employer and, and we've gotten to the point now where we actually do have employers, uh, I wouldn't say banging on our door, but almost daily coming to us looking for uh, hard and dedicated workers. And that's and that's one of our, that's our biggest sales pitches is. is these individuals are they're committed you know they want to work uh, you know they're not they're not going to call out sick every day you know they mm. they want a, they want jobs um, you know and they're going to work their butts off uh, you know for those jobs and for that employer okay i got something i, I want to ask you a question here in a second but we are going to take just a little break for commercials CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will. Today's episode of the Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, such as press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business. All right, so we're talking to Jeff Mould of Second Chance Jobs for Felons, um, and we were talking about these uh, great employees that you can get if you're, you know, willing to to take a look at um, felons, you know, getting out of prison, returning, returning folks. Um, I wanted to ask you how how do you kind of or or do you it. You know, how do you make sure that the right people are getting into the workforce? And, you know, I mean, is it just kind of, I'm, how does it work when you are sort of a, you're in between the workforce and the employers? Is that where you're at? So we have, we have two models. First off, we, we have the, the model in the sense that the individual can apply for the job, um, you know, with, with no free pre-screening intervention from our side uh and with those the way that we do it is we typically we ask some basic questions of the individual so the number of convictions they have the highest level of conviction you know, so were they were they arrested for you know, a, a dui or 
you know, did they did they get arrested for uh, murder? Um, you know, how long since their last conviction and the level of education they have. And based on those basic criteria, we can do a, a halfway decent job of matching them uh, with employers, uh, you know, that are looking to, to actively hire, um, you know, based on their skill sets, of course. Um, you know, so so anybody we can immediately eliminate anybody that's uh, that has a felony conviction is probably not going to get hired by the FBI or a police department or, uh, you know, is going to you know, probably not going to get hired in the healthcare industry. Um, you know, so we can, we can knock a lot of that right off the bat. Um, you know, and then a lot of it just comes down to, to the types of positions and the types of convictions they have. Um, and the second, <clears throat> the second model is more of a pre-screened candidate model. So, and the employers come to us and they say, hey, we're looking for uh, 10 candidates to hire from. And these are some basic criteria. These are the basic skills that we're looking for. Uh, you know, we don't necessarily care if they have a criminal background, but we do want to make sure that they just don't have these types of convictions. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, sex somebody that's I'm sorry. Usually it's a sex beef or something. Sex, sex cases and, and arson are the two mm-hmm. hardest uh, okay. probably to, to hire, I would say. Um, and, and ironically, uh, you know, murder and, and um, you know, homicide-related crimes or manslaughter uh, crimes are sometimes easier to, to hire for well, yeah, because compared to every, crimes of moral turpitude. Yeah, because every employer needs a hitman. And isn't that right, lad? That's right. You know, and Dave was actually convicted of both those types of crimes because he set his wiener on fire. Yeah. That that didn't happen. That shocked him. Yeah. He could he didn't even have nothing to say about that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, well. <laughs> but truthfully, the uh, you know that that is a problem. Um, I mean, it depends on on who it is now. But if I remember, because we had a lot of ex felons in our in our force, you know, a lot of people know that Dave's Killer Bread, even today, somewhere around a third ex felons, um, and it's been successful, a uh, very successful way to do things. Um, but you know, certain people coming out and getting jobs in that environment uh, don't fit because you know there's a there's a general hate of, say, child molesters and things like that, and even um, the thing is we really encouraged leaving it all behind. You know what I mean? Leave all that behind, that whole whole felon mindset where, you know, I'm a criminal, but I'm better than you. (laughs) You know? Uh, That's, the ultimate is when you find people who are beyond the judgment thing, and they're, they're moving on to looking at themselves. And uh, so, so I, I'm kind of curious, what kind of people do you run into and deal with? Well, we can usually tell right off the bat. And, and one thing that I'll jump in real quick, kind of sidetrack for one second, is, is, you know, people always come to us and they say, well, you know, XYZ company doesn't hire felons. They, they, want, they want a background check. And, you know, one of the things that we, we try and emphasize is that, just because a company tells you that they're going to run a background check does not instantly mean they're not going to hire you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they a lot of companies will run it from a liability perspective, and they want to make sure that what you put on your application 
matches what who you really are. So they're uh, looking for character. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we really try and, and change that perception amongst returning citizens that, you know, just because it says background check required or must pass background check, that's not an instant disqualifier. Um, you know, that's that's a... You know that's that's the employer covering their butts, and mm -hmm. you, know, you may not get the job, but don't get discouraged because of they ask for that. Um, well, not everybody, the, not everybody's ready for for to be uh, to get out and do well. You know, so no, no. Like I said, no, it took and, me it took me four times. So, and and that's the that's the piece that we can we can usually tell. Um, you know, we get a lot of people that come to the site and, and call us. Sadly, there, there's two types. There's, there's the person that is doing it for themselves that, you know, really wants to change their life, um, you know, and, and is making the true effort. And then there's the, then there's the person that is uh, doing it for somebody else. They're doing it because they're being forced to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just, they just want to be able to put on paper that they applied for xyz job and you know they they filled they filled out their five applications this week um you know and and those are those are the hardest to help and once you are able to can change that mindset the success rate goes up um but if you're if they're going to keep that mindset unfortunately there's just it's it's a difficult struggle to help to help them the ones that want to change they're easy to help um you know they're they're uh, you know, there's nine out of ten times they're going to get a job right away, and and they're going to be easy. You know, and they're going to stay in that job, and they're going to be the dedicated employer. All right. So, so tell me, how does this how does this work? I mean, uh, if, take me through the process of say what your the people you serve. What would they do? So they come to the website, um, and they can immediately from the second chance jobs for felons. Uh, website. They can search jobs. Every day we get a feed of approximately anywhere from 50 to 100,000 jobs. Some of those are uh, the same job every day. Um, you know, the employer will just keep posting until they get hired. Um, you know, some, some a lot of times there's probably 60% of the jobs are new every day. Um, so they get fed into the site. The individual, if they're searching for a job, they will answer some basic questions as part of the search, uh, you know, the type of uh, conviction they had, the number of years since their conviction, their highest level of education, and the type of job they're looking for, um, and then where they're located. And we'll go out and we'll scan through those jobs and find the ones that uh, are most, that they have the best chance of getting hired for uh, based on the jobs that we have in our database. Um, they can also fill out a profile uh, with a basic resume uh, and submit that resume through our site. And every day we have employers that come in and they're scanning our resumes database uh, looking for candidates. Um, you know, so they may be <clears throat> long-term positions. They could be, um, you know, short-term, you know, one day, two day, you know, one week, one month uh, type positions. But there's always employers on the other side that are that are searching our database of resumes. Um, so it's it's twofold from that aspect. Um, so we we strongly encourage creating a profile on the second chance job site because that you know makes makes your job search a little bit better. What is the geographical range that you serve? 
we we have uh, people in uh, pretty much every state. Uh, the, obviously, the the forty eight continental uh, states uh, tend to be the strongest. Uh, we have a lot of jobs in uh, major cities, in and around major cities. Um, but we also have jobs in in Oklahoma City, um, you know, Kansas, um, Idaho, uh, Montana. Um, so we've we've got it pretty well covered. Uh, is this a lot point. of construction? Uh, what is the percentage you think of uh, of construction trades that you're you're dealing with? I'm kind of curious. In, we have a a strong between construction, uh, warehouse, and uh, landscaping. Um, you know, laborer type positions mm-hmm. probably comprise about seventy to seventy five percent of the the job openings okay. um and that just about just about anybody can get into that as long as they're able-bodied right and uh, and they fit certain criteria as far as you know that they're looking it, for exactly the only the only time we really have a problem in that area is uh ones that are going to require uh, a cdl type license uh you know and they may have uh, drug or driving convictions uh, that are going to prevent them from obtaining or, or holding a CDL license. And um, so those yeah. folks have to they will have to go somewhere else. Uh, exactly, but, exactly. But there, you'll have plenty of people that probably can fit that bill. We do, we do. And we have a lot of jobs um, that, a lot of office positions, uh, a lot of call center. Um, call center is probably our second biggest uh market um and you know then it starts rolling into general administration um type positions we get that we do get occasionally uh you know accountant or uh you know some some sure. white collar uh type positions yeah those guys they, get in they trouble too come along oh absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> Yeah, you think they're smart enough to stay out of prison, but no, no, no. They won't Not tell the, you they get in trouble, but they get in trouble just yeah. as easily, just as quickly. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's great. So, that's what I kind of thought it would be, general labor, and but I would think that there is opportunity for growth for people that have the right attitudes, and growth is important. It's being able to grow in your position or find be able to prove yourself in one position so you can move on to something else is a is essential for uh, being able to grow. So I, I like to think that you know those may be those beginning jobs where they're living with their mom or living you know wherever in a, in a shared living space or something and they're able to survive on a on a, on a laborer's budget. Um, but there has to come a point where they're given opportunities beyond that. Right. Absolutely, couldn't could not agree more. And and it can't be, it it can't be the dead end job. It can't be the monotonous day in and day out. Um, you know, there's no room for growth. There's no room for increase of wage. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no no room for increased responsibility uh, because that just leads the employer is never going to see success and. The returning citizen is not going to be successful. Um, so you know it's it's twofold. Yeah, and we with Dave's Killer Bread, we always encouraged folks to you know find what was the next best move for them. Obviously, the intention was to keep them the good people and you know make them happy. But there comes a point where they outgrow you. 
And, that, and that's like a great thing to see. That's a wonderful thing to see. Um, to see, a fo- see someone overcome and, and outperform the job, you know, and become uh, the best they can be. That's what I love to see. Absolutely. And, and we're starting to get, it, it's starting to pick up now where we're getting a little bit more attention from some national employers. Um, and with those employers, you know, the one nice thing is, in fact, we're talking to one now that, you know, there's opportunities for, uh, they'll pay for relocation costs and, uh, you know, advancement and training and, and significant opportunities after six months of employment. So, uh, you know, that's huge is if, if somebody it. can get... <laughs> well, I like to think, uh, you know, it seems like our uh, the country is doing well in, in far, as far as uh, unemployment at this point. So it, it may be you're, you're dealing with uh, a time in our country um, when it's not as hard to get a job. Uh, but we, you know, th- this is something that will work you know, no matter what's going on, right? I mean, the thing is, when there's limited jobs available, uh, it's one thing. When there's limited people available, it's another. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the, the political attention, um, you know, that, that started over the last several years has really, you know, brought an eye to some employers, I think, and, and the opportunity for second chances, uh, you know, in creating second chances has really, um, you know, there, there's been a, there's been a change in, in, in generally in the general population's mindset as to, um, you know, how we treat people, um, you know, and, and providing opportunities for them. So it's, it's, I think we've seen the transformation there. Yeah. You know, um, as far as seeing people's growth, it's fun to watch lad because lad, um, you know, he's he's finally stepped up. He's been cleaning toilets for about twenty years, uh, which is not a bad. It's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. No, you know, I'm, a, I'm a damn good. Yeah, he's cleaner. really good at it now. He's almost. Uh, he's, he's really he's one of the best I have. It's hard. Clean, <laughs> it's hard cleaning toilets for Dave though, because he'll pee on the back of your head while you're scrubbing. <laughs> not yeah, nice. It could happen. You know, I didn't notice you were there, lad. Come on. Uh, so you know, Jeff, I got a question for you. Uh, you know, going back, okay. it's actually not a question. It's more of a statement about, you know, back when Dave had uh, Dave's Killabred. And, and, you know, of course, they were doing the hiring just before we had HR and, and stuff like that. And so we get these uh, men and women, they come into the bakery, and you had a, you know, you had an opportunity to, to talk to them and get to know them a little bit. They, you know, Dave's questionings back then went back a little further than just um, what have you done since you got out? You know, Dave wanted to know what did you do when you were in prison? What you know? Did you take these programs? Did you go to college? Did you get a GED? You that's, know, it starts that's way great, back there. That's a great point. That's really a, a, a point I'm really wanting to hear. Um, it, being who you are, you've experienced and done a lot of thinking about this. So I am really curious. Uh, what do you think about upstream stuff? Do you? Does that take a? You know. When stuff happens upstream and in prison and people are taking advantage of those opportunities, does that give them a better uh, chance of success? Oh, absolutely. There's no question. And uh, one of the features that we're working on uh, with with the Second Chance Job site right now is 
being able to translate what you did in, in while you're incarcerated into a real life experience, you know, so, so if you worked in the kitchen, um, you know, and if, if you explored educational opportunities, uh, you know, those are the same as anybody, they're not different. The only difference is, is that you were incarcerated while you did it. You know, yeah. you held a job, you explored education. There's no difference between me going to college right now and holding a job than you working in, you know, in, in the, uh, in the, in the kitchen and, and going to school every day. I mean, there's, there's no difference between us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, tra- it, it does have an equal translation and that's, it, that's a very good point. We tell employers too, that, uh, you know, that's, when they're interviewing returning citizens, they should focus on if they were incarcerated, what did they do while they were incarcerated? Um, you know, yeah. if, if there's not a good track record since they got out, if there's not a history since they got out, you know, if they're just released uh, and they've been incarcerated for 10 years, you know, don't just assume that's 10 years missing. You know, they could have right. done a lot. Well, in they 10 should years. have. <laughs> they really should have. And uh, you can't say, well, okay, you didn't do you, you didn't do a good job, so you didn't do anything while you're in there, so you're screwed, because you still want them to succeed. But their chances of success if they don't start work before they get out, uh, that's they're they're very limited, I believe. People, oh, absolutely. People's yeah, attitudes absolutely. have to change. Their work ethic has to change. Their you know their values have to change. Um, I'm going to take this one more break. What do you think about that, lad? Let's do it, man. On to the break. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you easily control just how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and you get $150 credit. So let's move on to, we only have a few minutes left. Jeff, I want to let you, uh, I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I think, uh, I think you, you're doing things that are so crucial in our, in our uh, world. Um, Thank you. I'd also like to ask you, you know, I, I'd like to talk to you about, um, really quickly about, about another problem that people have. And I know that this isn't your, your uh, area. But one of the biggest problems is is finding a place to live when they get out. So I'd like to know how that relates to, if if you have any insight as to how that relates to what you're doing, because I know you can't solve that problem, but uh, being in this space means that you you deal with people who are having problems finding places to live all the time. Well, you know, the, the, the sad part is, is the housing is almost harder than the employment. Um, it is. You know, it if, is. Right if now, not it harder is. than the employment. Yeah. And you know that's that's a that's a tough tough uh, problem. And um, I, it's ironic that you ask that because you know the second chance jobs site is not solely focused on jobs. So we also have a program um, and resource guide and training directory uh, available through the site. So you know if you're looking for educational opportunities, if you're looking for uh, community programs, uh, you know, we try and connect the returning citizen to what's available in their community. Uh, and one of the aspects that we're working on with that is housing. 
and right now <clears throat> our housing solution is we'll point you to housing programs that you know will point you to housing that's uh, great you know, and but that's mm-hmm. not that's not the that's not the best solution we want to find we want to find housing that actually works and yeah. uh, that's a that's a hugely difficult problem to solve it and, is. and you know i i faced it and, and luckily i had friends and family that were willing to let me you know couch surf for you know exactly. several I, years i stayed with my mom and now my mom is has passed away now if she wasn't there where would I have been, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm mom, in the same exact boat, same geez, exact boat. I My parents in, have been there. Yeah. But you know what, Dave? I, I stayed don't, in your garage. I don't think, uh, you know, if your mom had not given you that opportunity, I, I don't think it would have made much of a difference because your mindset oh, yeah. was to do good, no, I to get out and stay straight. Yeah. I could have been on the street under a bridge and I'd have been okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I knew that from the time I did it. I, I was very grateful to have that garage to sleep in let me tell you i was super happy about that and that's the thing we have to have as we get out of prison or wherever you know wherever our situation is we should be we need to be grateful have an attitude of gratitude because that uh gets you a long ways in life um in other words fill your fill your heart and mind with positive things so um, i'm always amazed at the number of emails and calls that we get from friends and family members um, looking for help. Um, you know, we'll get the, my son's getting out in, in, you know, 30 days. You know, what should I do? How, what, what are the best ways to help him? Um, you know, my, my friend is, is serving another year. You know, how, how can I prepare for when he gets out to help him? Um, you know, and it's always great to hear yeah, the people you, that have that strong support system around them, man, it's an it's an incredible thing. <laughs> now, let me that's that brings up another point. Uh, one of the problems is everybody wants to help their loved one when they come out, right? But they don't understand what help is. Sometimes, sometimes they think, well, if I make your life easy for them, then hey, that'll be great. They'll be they'll be good. I want to make it as easy as possible. Well, I want to be the one that gives them opportunities, but I don't, and, and and certainly as comfortable living as possible, but not, you know, I don't want to enable someone to fail again. I am going to do everything I can if I'm that person to make sure that that person is successful on the streets. And that doesn't mean being uh, just nice to that person. It means a lot more than that. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because... Um, before I got done serving my probation, uh, my dad had gone with me to the, to the probation officer, you know, and here I am a, you know, 30, 30 some year old, uh, man walking into a probation office with my dad. Um, you know, but my dad wanted to know, you know, what he could do. And the probation officer sat there and said, you know, it's, it's, it's fine if he lives with you, but you have to charge him some kind of rent. Mm. And I look at the guy, and I'm thinking to myself, are you crazy? Yeah, what are you doing telling my dad? Yeah, <laughs> what are you yeah. doing to me? <laughs> Wait a minute, but he's right, though, isn't he? But he's 100% right, yeah. because, you know, it, and, he, and he told my dad, he said, you know, it doesn't matter if it's if it's 20 bucks a week. You know, yeah. just the, the sense of... of Making making somebody earn it, but and, if your dad you know, was smart, he was like, "Well, let me start counting dollar bills." And he's like, "Well, how much? How much you making, boy?" <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what that's where that conversation went real quick. <laughs> yeah. So, but now, 
But you've come. How many years has it been? And uh, I mean, I can tell in your voice and the way the way you know. The, I believe um, I'm getting you. You're passionate about what you do, and that's because you you get it. You know, you're helping people. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's been uh, twelve. Let's see, twelve years now um, since I since I completed my probation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. Um, you know, in that time period, when I got out, um, I, I was living in Florida, uh, when I got off probation, the, the literally, actually the, <laughs> I was supposed to get off probation at midnight. The day I was moving out of Florida, the day I was getting off probation, um, I was packing up my house and getting ready to move back to Delaware and the probation officer stopped by and actually violated my probation for moving out of for moving out of state while I was still on probation. <laughs> well, so <laughs> hmm. um ended up sitting sitting in the jail for, for one day until the judge heard the story and was like, You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> the guy had less than twelve hours to go and yeah. you're violating him. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, the system will screw you over and over again and we have to overcome these little limitations based on us. Um, you know, I could tell you lots of stories about that and just the insanity of it all. But you know, the thing is we we can overcome all of it and that's what you've done. That's what Lad's done. That's what I've done. That's what everybody needs to do. Um, I want to really quickly give you a chance to to plug everything that matters before we go because we got to head. We got to finish this off. The, well, the, the the key points that I'd walk away with are, you know, the, there are jobs out there. There's employers that are willing to hire. Um, you know, you've got to have. The motivation you've got to have the will um you can't get discouraged easily there's going to be a hundred no's before there's that one yes um and you know if you're willing to accept that and um you know if you're currently incarcerated you know do what you can to um you know better your life and um you know take that job get as much education as you possibly can to show that when you get out to show that employer that you've actually done something um yep and, you know, I can't say that enough. And, and the second part is, like we were touching earlier about the background checks, you know, just because an employer says background check does don't mean does not mean that no, you that's should your, walk away from that's the job. Your, <laughs> right. That's your opportunity to show your character, show your integrity, See? to be real and uh, prove to this guy that you're, you know, you're a good guy. You're a good person. Exactly. And, and don't lie. I mean, don't, yeah. you know, you, your past is your past. Yeah. There's a, you know, it's it's who it's what makes you who you are. And you know, to like you said, it, admitting those mistakes and, and and being upfront and honest about it shows your character. And you know, Good. if you're willing to show that vulnerability, a lot of people will help you. Absolutely. So let me real quickly. Um, I want you to plug your website and uh, tell people really quickly. Uh, you know, your one paragraph pitch. Because this is really important. The, the website is secondchancejobsforfelons.com, all spelled out. Um, and it is a online resource uh, and employment uh, assistance per site uh, helping returning citizens. And that's solely what we are uh, devoted to helping. Um, we serve returning citizens across the United States in all 50 states. Um, you know, we have thousands of jobs on a daily basis 
that employers are actively looking to hire, um, you know, and, and don't. We encourage you not to give up. <laughs> well, I think this is fantastic. Everybody, uh, you know, you got to visit that website and you report back to me on how things work. For if the, you know, I want to stay in contact. I want to see how things work for you going forward, Jeff, and how many more people you can help. And uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and thanks for joining us this week on Felony Podcast. I'm Dave Dahl. And join us every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time at StartupRadioNetwork.com. And catch previous episodes on any podcast app. If you know what's good for you, you'll shut up and listen. And if you don't, I can't promise we won't show up at your house late at night and make you listen. Breaking in, entering lad's ass. This will be full on breaking and listening. And a big thank you one more time to our guest Jeff Mould from Second Chance Jobs for Felons. They can be found at what? Second Chance Jobs for Felons.com. And the name of his business is MBS. BJ. MBJ. Yeah, don't don't distract. Yeah, the MBA, the MBJ. But the important thing is Second Chance for for Felons. See, that's like exactly, exactly. I like that. I like that name because it's mmm, BJ. You're sick. Anyway, coming up after the break is Latino Founder Hour with your host Edgar Navas and Claudia Cardenas. Their podcast is usually in Spanish, so esta es Landa la Rey de Radio de NCO. Yeah, that was too low even for this podcast. That's okay. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.